opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boys locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you pay for it, which is nothing. That's enough heavy breathing. (laughs) It's too much. Too far. It's too much. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of Effed Up Farming. I'm your host, Royce O'Neill, and with me in the Pro's Nest studio tonight is my good friend, Tyler Martin. How are you, Tyler Martin? I'm doing quite well. That's good to hear. Quite well. Good to hear. Actually, I mean, I guess I'm saying quite well, but sinuses are a little little screwy today. I'm sorry to hear that, but it's uh, understandable. A little bit of a dust storm outside today. You know, it's that 100 mile an hour wind. It gets you. Isn't it lovely? It'll get you. It'll get you. Always fun to have to tarp modules in 50, 60 mile an hour gusts. Hey, at least you got some cotton strip today. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. No, we didn't. Uh, It might not have been stripped by (laughs) machine, but I bet you stripped some cotton. Yeah, that's one way to put it. So, Tyler, let's roll into our sponsors. Well, first and foremost, we want to offer our sincerest condolences to Meat Club Lambs. Had a bit of a fire behind their house today. It looked like it. Didn't lose any, lose any of the sheeps? Well, that's good. Did sheep feed. Oh, lost a little sheep feed. Oh, the grass. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because you know that's what range maggots eat. It's the range. That's true. Yeah. So we're we're thinking of them, hoping everything gets uh, patched up, worked up. Go buy some sheep. Yeah, they they need sheep sold right now. I'm guessing. Sometimes you just gotta thin the herd, man. Yeah. Also, we've got Cliff's Farm up in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Go get you some good maintainer or Hereford genetics, if you're so inclined. If you if you're in the market, I mean, motherfucker wants to talk shit about my sound quality. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Also, we've got Mo Cattle Company. If you want some good cows, quality Angus and Sim Angus genetics since 2023. Coming at you, we're gonna have a big year this year. Big, big year. year, huge. Doing lots of stuff. Be huge. Fuck, I didn't call that guy again. Trump. No. Oh. That's not what made me think of that. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Not important. The people at home don't give a shit about my incompetencies. My shortcomings. You know who does not have very many shortcomings or incompetencies? Texas beverage. beverage. <laughs> Texas beverage and bacon. <laughs> It grew Texas. That's how you sound every time. You just fuck it up every time. Texas beverage and package. <sighs> Please don't quit sending money. Or or bourbon. Like I realize Royce is a little on the slow side, but he's a good customer. He's a good I'm, customer. I'm loyal. I am nothing if not loyal. Y'all go down there and buy some damn whiskey. Buy all the whiskey. Well, not all the women save us a little bit. Yeah. I'd like to think that Jared would save us All but us two. Some. 
All but two bottles. It's all Maybe three. Let's keep this going for another month. Uh, okay. I mean, I feel like... At the rate he comes up with new bourbons, I feel like we're going to be okay. I think three weeks would be... Like they sell him out next week, we'll be good. They'll have to go yeah. do it again. Fair enough. So y'all just go see how many bottles of booze y'all can buy. That is a personal challenge from the Effed Up Farming Podcast. Let's see what you can do. Get your asses down there and buy some booze. Go to groom, buy booze. All of Go them. home, drink booze. Don't drink booze on you the drive home. Drink it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hassle them about that. But they're just gonna stare longingly at it while it's on their whiskey shelf. That'll be fine. I don't care what they do with it after they buy it, Royce. <laughs> All right, it's like that scene in uh, what's that movie about NWA? Straight out of Compton, yeah, where they're steamrolling over the NWA albums, and Easy e looks up and says, "I don't give a fuck. They still paid for them motherfuckers." <laughs> so Texas Beverage and Package, go check them out. And speaking of Texas Beverage and Package, this didn't come from there. It did not. We got old charter brought to us by a very good friend of the podcast. It's going to be on in a little bit. Shortly. 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 Counting the minutes. But what we've got is Old Charter. <clears throat> Listen to that cork pop. Ah. <laughs> Does it smell all right? Well, the scent... Really just hits you. <laughs> it's not necessarily a negative scent. It's mildly concerning. Um you'll you'll notice whenever you open it that it just it just it just kinda hits you. It's not bad. No, it's not often. It's just strange that I opened a bottle that far away from my nose and just immediately got it. It's volatile, Tyler. Step away from gasoline, apparently. It's very sweet on the nose. Very light in color. Very sweet on the nose. I mean, very, very light in color. Hey, Chris, this might be a good choice for your barrel. Oh, I meant to text him back. But you didn't. All I'm getting is sugar. I get a little bit of like fresh cut hay. <clears throat> a little oak. Maybe not fresh cut hay. Maybe prairie. A little oak. Not a lot to that. It's pretty basic. Got a little oak, a little sweet. A lot of sweet. Very light proof. Like, you don't even get much burn out of it. Oh, it's only 40%. 40? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they could just about sell that in grocery stores here. Almost. I mean, that's... Work at a pinch. There's nothing off-putting about it. So smooth. So sweet. It almost tastes like a Canadian whiskey. Like, you know how it's 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 pretty sweet, not very complex? It's very Canadian-like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um, like, my Topo a- Chico grapefruit here has more bite to it than this whiskey. Like that, it almost has a, 
a hint of spice on the on the end if after you put it over ice. I lost it. I thought I tasted the spice on the first or on that last drink, but you're not gonna like that. Probably not. It's too much. Too much. It's eighty proof, Royce. It doesn't need any water. It it really didn't. I told you. Habit. Habit. I tried to tell you. Habit. Okay. Well, let's uh, rank this. I don't really know how, Royce. You put a number on it. I don't know how to calculate the number. I was going to take old number eight, Brandon, and divide it by two, and then maybe go a little lower. <laughs> See, that seems high. <laughs> But at the same time, it seems low. Because, I mean, it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't have a lot going for it. I mean, it's it's a lot like the uh, the Jim Beam Black was. And what was that other one that the we The Jim had? Beam Black had more to it. It did. You're right. Because this, it had, it, at least they had passed it through a charred oak barrel. This, I think, they just stored in a warehouse next to a charred oak barrel. Well, it saves on room if you just put it in stainless steel tanks. <laughs> I mean, it really does. The barrel's just for show anyway. Precisely. I mean, it's it's better than the J.R. Ewing. Where did we score that? That seems like a good baseline force here. Because it needs to be above that. A three and a two. Was that the two? Yep. Then I will give this a three. I'm going to go 3.2. Not stellar scores, Royce. <laughs> it's really not. So what I did was I took the eight, divided it in half, and then subtracted another point eight from it. All about the eights. Yeah, I mean, um, if you see it, I'm sure it's cheap. I mean, try it out. Might love it. But now we've got a gallon. Not a gallon. It looks like a gallon. That does look like a lot of bourbon to get it down. Yay. Should have waited till he could come in person. Or we had Hadley back up here. Uh, that'll be a good one for him next time he's here. Just let him start pulling Hadley, you're going to love that bottle. Hadley probably will. It's not going to be too hot for him. I don't know. That little kid is hanging out drinking twisted tea right now. It might yeah. be a little hot for him. Well, that is true. It's dark. Haven't they swapped a beer already? That's the other one. Oh, that's right. I thought maybe that was a family rule. I don't I think know. that's a family rule. I think, that, <laughs> I think that's just the one. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. It just... Yeah. Well. You make a phone call or you want to go ahead and kill um, the day? We're going to kill the day. I was just giving this guy a heads up that I was okay. about to call him. Or do you want to talk about our farming fuck up of the week? Um, Let's just kill the day. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go with Casey Anderson and the honkies. Some depression. You're all honky. Joshua Tree to feel Graham's gold.
breeze and then back to room eight. I smoke a little weed, it's a pretty good story, but it don't impress me. And there ain't no pension in my profession. All my life's been a natural regression. Very upbeat, jolly song for you. Is it? I have the, the tune is. Okay. A good song. I like it. I like it a lot. That's why I picked it. Well, good. Good, Tyler. And I also don't care for Steve Earle and his communist lines. <laughs> Fair enough. So, that is kudos, Casey Anderson. Kudos. Call him out. I don't have his phone number. No, I meant he's calling, uh, 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 calling uh, the communist out. Gotcha. I like it. I gotcha. like it. Gotcha. What are you going to do this week, Royce? I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's an enjoyable little ditty about uh, pilots, fighter pilots. It's uh, Jeremiah Weed by Dos Gringos. When I was a young and my daddy said to me, Oh, son, I want to know what it is you want to be. I said I'll never wear a tie, but I like the color green. I think I'm gonna wanna fly the fucking F-16 Oh well, I heard my mama screaming Cause I yelled it right out loud So daddy had to wash my mouth I knew that he was proud He gave me a shot That was something in between Well, I saw it What's well, a fun ditty I thought it was So, I, I have also never drank Jeremiah Weed I don't know how much that uh, says about the the product. Because isn't it a uh, a booze product? Yeah, it's a bourbon. I thought so. I think it might be a whiskey. It's one of the two. Sounds like the kind of thing that would be a Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, it really does. You going to fact check that? I am. It is a bourbon whiskey-based product. Uh, what? Well, that... Raised more questions than it answered. I guess it's just a bourbon marketed by Diego. Okay. Well, there you have it. 45 to 50% alcohol. Okay. Well, there we go. We got that out of the way. So now we wait. Tyler Too Tall Martin. What's going on, my friend? Well, I'm a little upset at you. Whenever the phone rings, I expect you to answer it after the first ring, RD. Tyler, we going to start this nicely or not? No. No. I feel <laughs> well, like you don't know I'm me little, very well. I'm a little upset at you. I gave you a bottle of whiskey seven months ago. Are you actually drinking it tonight? We are drinking it. <laughs> um... <laughs> You guys tap into Charter Royce. Nice to meet you with Pump. Nice to nice to talk to you. Heard a lot about you. Good. Hopefully, good things. Sure. Say we'll go with that. Split. Hey, I was on the nice list. I got what I wanted for Christmas, and I got some good good Christmas presents. Life is grand, boys. Well, that's good. How the hell did you do that? Ah, uh, shoot! Just got got to play the cards right, boys. It ain't that hard. Huh. Just got to work hard all year Ain't long. that interesting. I'm going to put a little plug out there because I know we're in the Bible Belt, but going to church sure does put you in a good place, too. It doesn't I hurt anything. Church. Yeah, it, it can't hurt Sometimes nothing. I go to two churches. Very nice. Very nice. Very big on the churching. 
Very bad. I got you. Well, where are you boys at on the podcast tonight? Well, we, we just killed the day. You just killed the day. Do you have something you would like to promote on that? Yes, I actually have a song. I've uh, been holding on to it for a little while, but it's actually, uh, I believe Tom Russell actually was the one who covered it originally, but I actually put on Corbalone a good while back and just shuffled it. But it's a Corbalone cover of a Tom Russell song called Blue Wing. Very good song. That is a good it. song. I, I like it. Nice um, I didn't realize he did a cover of that. Tom Russell's the original uh, writer of that song, I think. Gentlemen. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, but I didn't realize that Corblund had done a uh, a cover Cutter. of it. Me neither. He does a little faster pace and just his Canadian accent and the way that he plays the guitar. It's just a little different tune to it. I like okay. it. So worth a listen. Um, and then a book that I keep picking up and putting down. I mean, obviously life gets to us all, but I got a autobiography that's quite a good read um, called It's a Long Story, My Life. Believe it or not, written by Willie Nelson. Hmm. Highly recommend. Uh, I can see I that going either way. Part. Oh, it's funny. Uh, obviously, it shows where his priorities are at. Uh, his house caught on fire, and he was down at the bar drinking with his buddies. And anyway, he, you know, those four cell phones, but uh, they called him at the bar and they asked for Willie. Anyway, he's like, all right. And it was his buddy. And he's like, slow down. I can't talk to you. He's like, your house is on fire. So he hauled ass back out there. Fireman tried to stop me. He rushes into the back room. He gets two guitar cases. One has his faithful old trigger in it, And the other one, he said, had two pounds of prime Colombian pot. Sounds so, like something Willie would do. Yeah. yeah. But very good book. Um, he's already written some very famous songs. Uh, it talks about his songwriting. Um, oh, it's just a good book. I mean, he's gone through the highs and lows. I think he's already on his second or third marriage in the book. <laughs> I mean, he's. I'm probably about 70% of the way through, but I recommend reading it. It's a good read. All right. We'll have to check that oh. out. So, Killing the Bay. Corbin, so, is this, a, really. is this a book you're reading, or is this an audio book? It is an audio book. I know you like audio books, Tyler Martin, um, but it is an audio book, but I'm reading it. And he wrote it, and you can tell he wrote it. Okay, so you're reading the paper book. No, he's reading yes. the audio book, Tyler. <laughs> I was a little confused by his answer there. Because well, he started out Tyler saying it's an audio book, and then he started saying I'm reading it. And I'm like, well. That is that is a very interesting cover that it's got. It is. It's so I was just uh, curious if Willie read the audio audio book. That was, yeah. my, that was my main question I, there. No, it, it is available in audiobook, but I got the paperback. There you go. There you go, you tight then, bastard. Next time, buy a hardback. <laughs> hardback? Ah, oh, shoot. Come on, Tyler. Hey. I know who you work for. You're making hard. good money. Shoot, no. No, no, no. We get by. We do okay. We get by. Yeah, okay. Um. So, for a little background here, me and RD used to work for the same employer. We yes, no longer do, and neither one of us still work for that company. Interesting. I don't know if that says more about us or them. I like to thank them. I sure. like to thank them, too. Um, we all left on our own accord. Yep, some of our other co-workers. Um, I met Tyler. Them boys flew in from Amarillo. I met them in BFW Airport. I flew in from Lubbock. And I met Tyler and a couple of our other co-workers in Mississippi, and let's just say we were definitely all glad to be back up on the Gano Estacado in West Texas after that few days in Cleveland. 
Especially RD. He might have caught some shit. <laughs> I, I, just a little. More like a whole truckload. Shit. But hey, I was the rookie. It was day one. Baptized by fire. It's okay. I can I can take it. Yeah, day one, get on a plane. That's <laughs> get on a plane, yeah. meet up with Tyler Martin. I, yeah, you're walking into dangerous to territory. Somebody on that one. didn't yeah. like you. And and I'm not a short guy, but Tyler, I mean, I'm I like your uh podcast. Everybody has to look up to Tyler. Tyler's a big boy, but he's big I'm a big boy, Tyler's taller than me. Tyler's Tyler too tall Martin. That's what I call him. I'm not All too right. tall. That's a lie. But anyway, we didn't call to talk about that stuff. We called because somebody told me that you were very well educated about semen. I worked at a bull collection facility. Yes, sir. I did. See how he knows me? He, mm, he yeah. just cleared yeah. that up right off the bat. None of this him hauling around. I worked at a custom collection facility as an intern in college and, um, a year later, I actually had a full-time job there, and I got to see everything from front to back and back to front. Learned a lot about the business, um, everything from care, what's required, how it works, especially taking care of them in that cold Montana snow. I do not miss that, but somebody's got to do it, but did, I can say I've done it. Did you enjoy the probe? Uh tell you what, it's a way to get one to work if they ain't going to go after the steers. Um Probing one, a lot of people think, I mean, we can go at this however you guys want to. Um, I, I was actually being a smart ass. I figured you tested it on yourself time or two. Tyler, no, I'm not thinking that way. Oh, I'm okay. not going to take that big black probe and stick it up somebody's rear end. I'm not that mean. Okay. Yes. But uh, it's okay. for, those, for those listening on the podcast who don't know, you do have to fertility test bulls. Every so often on ranches, it's a way to check the quality. They check everything from count, um, check for deformities, bent tails, enlarged heads, dead cells, whatever. So, but you have to do that. But these bulls, we try to get them to work. So the facility I'm working for, I will not, ah, what the hell, I can mention the name. It's okay. Origin, O-R-I-G-E-N, Origin Beef, Huntley, Montana. That's where I worked at. We had ABS bulls, ST genetic bulls, and they were actually more custom collect on the other side. So if a farmer rancher had some cattle, said, hey, I want these, you know, then we'd package them up in red straws, and they'd be strictly for on-farm and on-ranch personal use for his herd. Okay. Anyway, um, so if you were not on the private side, but this bull wanted to go all the way through and say you're like, okay, boys, we bought this badass bull partnered with ABS. It came from so-and-so, yada, yada. We're going to sell him. They have to go through the CSS certified, certified semen sales. Anyway, service. I think so. I think it's sales, but Solitude? that way they can be, I think it's sales. I think it's CSS. It's been five years, but they got to go through testing um, at our isolation barn and receiving barn. It takes eight weeks, and they have to get a sample from them every week. And you start working them bulls, and Origin actually does not. So, interesting fact, ABS bulls, if you look at them in a catalog, every single one of them ABS stud bulls has a nose ring in them because they have about a 15-foot lead up there in Wisconsin, and they have escape alleys for the helpers to get through, little man gates. Yeah. But they actually have a lead rope, and they tie up the mount steer, and they kind of snap that lead up, and that's what they do. Whereas Origin, we don't have no leads on them. So you actually, believe it or not, lead a old show steer 
who is the mountster. You lead him in the collection arena, and that bull mounts him there instead of him being tied up in a stall. But that's Boy, what they you do. talk about a rough life. You had a steer that was kind of an asshole. <laughs> oh yeah. Have we got a place to send him? <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, we, man, you, like you said, Tyler, I caught a lot of shit. We talked a lot of shit while we were up there. And we're like, you know, somebody'd pull a prank or somebody'd be a royal dick, whatever it is, on the day. And we're like, you know what? You're not gonna go to hell, you piece of shit. You're gonna come back and be Larry the Mount Steer up here at the Yellowstone Bar. Now that twenty five hundred pound bull's gonna mount your ass. <laughs> All right. Damn. But. Um, anyway, so they had to go through the testing process and clear all their testing before they can be an international sales bull. But, uh, pretty cool operation. Interesting fact, anybody listening who AI's cattle before that UPS man even gets it and, you know, gets it from Origin or ABS or ST or any of the bull studs in the country, Hawkeye West, wherever, and ship it to Mo Cattle Company to be used. It has been touched anywhere from 17 to 19 times the different processes through the game, through the labs, and everything else for quality control. It's actually really, really? Yes, sir. So what we would do, and ABS does the same thing, they actually – have either of you boys, by the way, ever been to like a stud farm for horses? Been to a hog stud. Okay. What about you, Royce? Uh, I've seen a horse collected, okay, and I've so, seen the seen it shipped, seen them uh, put it in vials. What are you talking about? Royce had a stud farm when he was a kid. Oh, he did? Well, I, we had a stud horse and we bred several horses, but we didn't do any AI with them. I got you. So they have that sleeve, the AV, yeah. the art, you know, artificial vagina, everything else. Well, it has that cone at the bottom. What we would actually do is we'd get two samples on them. Some bulls, because they're in such high demand, try to get three, but you'd actually balsam because... The first one ain't going to be no good. There's going to be some extra seminary fluid, water, or whatever. So first one, you snap the lead. That steer, you know, the bull gets up there, mounts him, does the deal, and they grab the AV. Then the second one, you collect. Third one, you false. Fourth one, you collect, and you send him home. But they have some bulls on the list that are starters. You run them straight into the ring. They go for it. And then other ones, they would actually have them in the watch stalls because they'd have to watch for a while. Okay. To figure shit out. So, yeah, I mean, you can get on the internet and start seeing pictures of the watch stalls and how different places are set up, but some bulls just flat out won't do it. They just don't understand the process, and then you'd have to break out the probe just to try to get them working. But a lot of people think, oh, you have to probe all them bulls? No. Well, that's what I thought. Started. I figured you just probed all of them. I figured it'd be a lot easier nope. just shoot, run them, and probe them. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It, no, sir, because probing them sometimes it's really hard on them you know on their prostate glands and everything else but no you actually uh we we would lead those steers in circles forever some bulls and then some bulls were you know as horny as a freshman on a day with a senior i mean they just freaking went in there and got five minutes you'd be done two falses and two samples send his ass home he'd be in and out huh so um but so they get the sample and then inside the mini lab in each barn, and they also had sliding glass windows on the side for whenever they would come every hour from the lab at headquarters to come get samples. But we'd actually add an antibiotic extender and keep it in the warm water bath. So think about it, you know, it's getting collected, handle it one time, getting, you know, added stuff to it two times, and then by the time it gets picked up, goes to the lab third time. 
and you can't just rapidly freeze it from the start. You slowly start cooling it down. But I think it's still the man up there with the master plan. But uh, I just know it had milk and egg whites, believe it or not, as part of the extender in there. I don't know the mixture. I never saw him make it. But they, Makes had, sense. Extend, they had extender mixed in with all that. Um, yeah, I knew they mixed course, extender in with it, but I didn't realize that part of it was egg whites and milk. It is. Um, there's different recipes. Different people do different stuff. I don't know the ratios. I never messed with. I just knew that was extender, and you mix that up. Um, but yeah, you take a sample as soon as it gets in there, and they'd look at it. And if it was no good, trash it. If it was good, then we'd label it with the barcode scanner, and then we could start slowly cooling it off. You know, piece at a time, and then it would sit in the cool room before we'd put it in straws. The straw machine was actually the coolest thing. It could spit out 500 straws in a minute. Damn. So, so how many straws do you get out of a sample? Okay, so, yes, let's go back to that. Um, anything less than 2 cc's was no good. They were a 10 cc cone, but you want at least 2 cc's. Um, some bulls get run at 40 million a straw. Some get run at 50. You obviously don't need all that, but that's pretty standard of any bull you're going to buy off the market is going to have 40 million to 50 million in the straw. Okay. Um, on the flip side of things, if you were going IVF, you only need a half of a straw and you could make 20 eggs in a Petri dish through the IVF part. So interesting fact there. Right. And then, you know, conventional flush, you actually use two straws and you get that cow to super ovulate and she's spitting out actual already made embryos. Right. Yeah. But, um, so a 2cc to 10cc sample, you get two of those. I mean, there were some bulls he'd do two to three cc's and two samples. He might make 150 straws. Um, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but Tour of Duty, a uh, really good proven genetic Angus bull. Um, old school genetics because the door changes every couple of years with the newest, hottest shit. But Tour of Duty doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. And some people... You know, like the Poodle Club, it's who you know kind of deal. Might not like him. They'd want a high roller or, you know, somebody who had a lot more money than maybe the owners of that bull. But Terry Duty is a great Angus bull. Didn't prove nothing. He did two full-ass samples. Like, they were capped, top, big ones. And he did, like, 1,200 straws in a day. 1,200 I mean, straws he, in a day? Yep. And that was on a – he was in the – isolation barn and we collected on that barn Mondays and Wednesdays so twice a week he could spin it I mean he was a 2,000 straw week bull when he was on wow so so some of these bulls they'd be like all right well let's get 30,000 you know 20,000 straws or 10,000 so he could spit it out but shoot he was number one bull in Angus semen sales, straw sales at one point in time. Um, he's oh. dead and gone now, but uh, Bub Southern Charm was one of my favorites. And I saw that bull as an intern come off a truck, and some people didn't think he was much to look at. And I went back a year later, and he just grew and grew. And she, he wound up being top dog or number three, I think. He wound up selling a bunch, but he's gone. But there's good sons out of him, but he's a dang good one. Really so how many bull. bulls did they keep in there? Uh, we could hold 190, I think. How often then, were you full? Oh, whenever I was there this time of year, you're fairly full. Full stud season, bull sale season in Montana and the far north 
they start selling lots of bulls in February and March. Every one of them stalls is full. Every single one. And uh, ABS partnered on it, even if, so they would have 40 stalls, but they might only have 30 bulls in there. We always had to leave 40 stalls open for ABS. Tyler Martin and Mo Cattle Company might say, dude, I got this bull I want to bring up here, and we only have 10 empty stalls, but they're all ABSs. Sorry, Taylor, you can bring him, or Tyler, you can bring him up here for a day, and we'll day jump him, and that's it. But ABS always had to have 40 stalls reserved because they partnered on it. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, But no, we can hold like 205, I think, with the portable pins they put up outside, but it's actually a really cool setup. Um, anybody who's never been to Montana, you can go to Origin and take a look at it. It's on the highest point in Yellowstone County, east of Billings, and the barns are sitting up at top, and then hot wire runs run out and down and kind of windmill blade out and get narrow at the top and widen out the bottom. We always hate at the bottom, and those bulls would have to walk down for their hay through this. Oh, man, pitching hay in the snow, shit. If you got a good big flaking bale, you could roll along in granny gear and get them going and feed pretty quick me and a buddy of mine we fed all five barns in like an hour and five minutes we got back up there and they were like no way rd you and carson did that i'm like bullshit we did they actually went and drove and made sure we didn't skip no bulls but we just had the best hay and i was one of the only guys who could drive a stick shift on certain hills out there and it was an old piece of shit ford gasser bag clutching you just got to baby it along but man we'd hit it cruising and just find a rhythm and just flake off and they'd be chunking them in them bunks and then i'd switch up and we'd alternate barns but pitching hay was fun especially when the weather was nice but you get a bale that's just crap and powder and it ain't gonna be no fun so i've got a question for you did were any of the bulls like permanent residents of that place did anybody ever just say you know all we're gonna do is collect semen off this bull y'all just keep him and Oh, yeah. Uh, Terry Duty was one. Um, oh, there were a couple other ones that were permanent ones. Um, let me think. But a lot, of the, so a lot of the high, high-end high bulls that you see in the Seaman magazines, they just live oh, yeah. at facilities like that. Oh, yeah. They, if they go home, they don't go home for very long. Yeah. Uh, they, they'll be there nine or ten months out of the year. Oh, yeah. Then what do they go home for? Ah, just to get them out and freshen up. I mean, you ah. know, get just get get them out, get them back home. It also depends on where they're from. Yeah. Um, but no, we'd have ST genetics bulls up there. You know, they'd buy out of the far north. Shoot, they're not going to ship them to Navasota, Texas. They ain't going to do nothing. And believe it or not, the cold in the summers are so good on them. I mean, ST down south in Navasota, they got more eared cattle. Yeah. But, man. Majority of the studs, that's why they're in Wisconsin and Montana and the far north, because the summers are so much better on them. They can collect all year round, and bulls ain't going to stress, and they ain't going to yeah. have problems. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, but um, I enjoyed my time there. I was there as an intern for 10 weeks, and I was there for another eight months a year later. All right. I enjoyed it. Learned a hell of a lot. It sounds very interesting. Sounds too cold. It does, especially in the winter months. I think I'm going to enjoy that. Yeah. No, if you boys go to Montana, I'd recommend it. Um, I've been to like, Montana. Whereabouts? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Way far, way far in. It was five hours from where I was at, so I never made it over there. Yeah. Um, but anybody And then uh, Bozeman. Cool and then I've been to Bozeman. I like Bozeman. Bozeman's yeah. a fun little town. It is. It was a neat town. 
So mm-hmm. the pass right there. Um, uh, Great Falls is cool. Um, I actually went to a Cat Grizz game in Missoula when I was there as an intern. Got shit can drunk at tailgate, and I was the only guy wearing a cowboy hat. I was probably the only Texan there, but I had blast. That's what I was going to ask. Are you from up there, or are you from down here originally? I am from Heiko, Texas. From Heiko? Yes, sir. Just a wee bit south of there. Just a wee bit. Not, not very south, or far, very far south of Montana, but a wee bit. About 13, from Steve, I went to college at Tarleton and Stephenville from my from Stephenville, Texas to Billings, Montana was like 1,350 miles. Yeah, sounds about Heck right. Heck of a drive. Heck of a drive. So. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, you do anything with cattle steel? Yes, sir. Um, believe it or not, we just have a few cows here at my parents' place. I'm still here tonight. We're going back home tomorrow. Um, anyway, we got a. I grew up showing registered Angus steers and heifers. Um, showed a couple commercial crossbred, you know, yeah, like Brangus, Brangus and Angus steers and these. And then the Angus steers, I actually only branded one steer, and he could have been papered. He was a legit Angus. Uh, 2009, Fort Worth, first place. Uh, Lightweight Angus, very first class of the steer show. That was something I'll never forget. That was I thought that was more money than all of King Midas's silver whenever I was 15 years old, too. Oh, I bet and, so. Yep. Uh, Fort Worth Steel Show. Gotta give them a plug. I love them. That's coming up. I'm gonna try to be there. Um, so I showed Angus Steers and Heifers, uh, Texas Junior Angus Association, National Junior Angus Association. National stock shows were fun. That was our summer vacation. And me and my mom and dad still just have a handful. We got five cows here on 50 acres, and that's about what the stocking rate is in this country, one to every 10 acres. Okay. Um, I'd have to pull out the book. I mean, shoot, we got some different genetics. Um, but it's kind of cool that these cattle, we can trace them back since when I started showing in October of 2004. Wow. So, And we got, you know, two different cow families. I mean, three of the cows on one family, two on the other. But that's what we got. And we actually put in cedars yesterday and gave a shot Sister Ellen, gave a shot a, uh, it was a five-way vaccine shot a multi-man warmed them and new ear tags uh we do the eight day protocol so that'll jerk the cedars next thursday morning and give another shot of sister ellen and luda lace and then they ought to be in and seven you know some come early it might be 60 hours it might be 72 it might be 80 or 90 we yeah. just got to watch them and got a guy who lives about 10 miles away that comes and breeds them for us so okay well, I guess y'all are going for club calves off of those, or? No, we still do straight Angus. Uh, we okay. We just, you know, uh, shoot if there's a heifer that makes good enough, uh, be a registered Angus show heifer, we can sell her through some of our networks. Um, then bull calves, we just start them on a little creep feed. You know, they eat creep, creep pellets. Uh, we don't hardly buy any cattle cubes. Uh, we just, we really like that three-eighths diameter creep. Um but we do you feed a little bit of cubes when we don't have any babies out there, but they'll start eating with their moms and then we'll, yeah. we got a little creep feeder down below and we'll feed that. Uh, talking about genetics and reproduction, a uh, big advocate, keep salt and mineral out all year long. If you want to be successful, it's cheap when you pencil it. Oh yeah. Until um, you get conned at the feed, feed store. store. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll not talk about that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Find you a quality feed store that's owned by somebody you can trust, and they'll be good for business. Um, but no, we do that, and then bull calves, whenever they're five months old, whenever it's time to pull them off, they just go to the sale barn in Hamilton, Texas, and we know the guy up there, and he usually knows somebody who might only have 10 or 15 cows, and he'll be like, hey, you're going to need a bull, and you know, six or eight months, that'd be a good one right there. He's out of good stock. He's going to be dog-ass gentle, light birth weight. They'll buy him, you know, through the ring, and they'll take him home and feed him up for eight, nine months. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but shoot, a 15 to 18-month-old bull, he can cover 10 cows. Not a problem. A lot of people think they got to have a three-year-old bull. You don't always have to do that. No, no. I mean, for just a few head of cows, you can cover one with a young bull. Well, but, a lot of people in my part of the country down here where I grew up at, you know, they only have 10 to 30 cows. So, like, you know, if you're, if you got 10 or 15, you know, buy you, buy you a little bull and he's 18 months old, he can cover 10 to 15 cows, not a problem. And then if you have 30, shoot a 24 to 28 month, month old bull can do that. So, a lot of people think they got to go out and get an old one all the time. Well, shoot, if you only need one, you know, in like six or eight months, you can go buy one that's a little bit younger, a little yeah. bit cheaper. Feeding go buy a mobile. There you, there you go. go. Buy a mobile. Buy. How are the Mo cattle company sales going? You guys sold out yet? We still got Reggie. Still got Reggie. Still well, got Reggie. If somebody's up there in that part of the world, they need to go check you out, I guess. Yes, they do. Even if they're not from here. You know, it's kind of like Texas beverage and package. You just need to drive. Hit up the liquor yes, store, buy a bull. It's going to work for the first person. Um, it's all all in a day. Hey, there you go. Uh, I've been to that store one time, passing through Groom. Uh, they definitely have a lot of stuff packed in a very small building, high-quality store. I like it a lot. Um, unfortunately, they don't have my favorite whiskey, Old Charter. They don't have it. I bet he'd order it for you. I left a... Uh, contact with uh, i believe it was his daughter and she said they couldn't get it in that part of the world um i can hardly ever find it in lubbock i can find it in odessa and san angelo and abilene there was actually a bottle of it in hamilton the other day and my dad got it for me that was my early christmas present so me and me and my crew got in here thursday afternoon and dad said son there's something over there for you and i'm like what is this that's wrapped up in paper and He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, do I have to wait till Christmas? He's like, nope. So it's gone. I got my last drink right here. Damn. Oh, glad you're glad you're joining us on the uh, on the old charter drink tonight. So I've got to ask. I've got to ask what what are you gonna rank old charter on a ten scale? So kind of learn. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts since not right since y'all started. Unfortunately, Tyler was not with my company whenever I found out about the podcast, but first episode I ever listened to is the Aggie intern, old Connor Stefano, And then I had to back up and listen to them all. So I'm kind of familiar with your scale. Um, I know you guys kind of cut them a little hard, but I know how you kind of rank stuff. Uh, Charter for me, boys. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to step out there. I mean, cause I like it. I really do. I'm not going to go super, super high, but I'm going to give it a solid seven, all day, every day. I mean, it's a I good keep score. it at home whenever that's, I got that's it. A, that's, a, that is a, that's a high score. I mean, it's not a complex bourbon. It's not a hot bourbon. It's a 
it's it's a good bourbon. I like it. Um, it's mellow. Uh, it's not super heavy. Um, obviously, if you pour it in a glass, you're not going to get a lot of legs. It's not super super oily. It's not super complex. But I call it a solid seven. I mean, it's something that I keep at home. I like it. I'm very fond of it. Well, I like Maker's go. Mark a lot. Um, been drinking a lot of Evan Williams Black lately. I like old Evan Williams Black. Oh, the regular Evan. Yep, the oldest that bourbon is, in the country. That is good bourbon. Especially for the money. Shoot, $20, $21 for a half. You can't beat that. Have you tried the white label yet? White label, Evan? I have not. It is so good. It is cheaper and tastier huh. than the black I'll, label. I'll have to try that. Yeah, but it, it's worth a try. I'm a bourbon man inside. I like it. I, I like my bourbon. Um, My dad's a bean guy. I like old Jim Beam. Uh, my dad actually drinks, when he can find it, J.T.S. Brown. He likes old J.T.S. Brown. I've never had that one. I haven't either. Uh, it, I'll tell you what, whenever I was in high school, I'd take a bottle of it, but I don't drink it now. Okay, fair it's enough. Not, Maybe we don't need to find it. Well, I mean, it, it's worth a try. I mean, it's just, it's it's a bottom shelf. It's not the best. Um me and my fiance a few weeks ago actually found a bottle in Lubbock called Old Setter that was actually pretty good. Bourbon had a bird dog on it. It was cheap. It was I've like heard of Old Setter. I don't think I've ever had it, but I have heard of it. Recommend. Um, I like that one. Um, shoot, uh, I guess kind of getting off the bourbon phase, uh, Weller is one of my favorites. Weller's a bourbon, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Weller's good. Like and it, it's weeded bourbon, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. But no, I am drinking last mold charter and uh, actually got one of my Christmas presents in here because I got tired of uh, certain ice disappearing at the house. I'd be like, Dad, get because I have those big spears and a silicone mold. So my fiance actually got me some whiskey stones. Those are nice. Those are nice. These are cool. I'll have to send you a picture of them, Tyler. They're actually a. Uh, if they are not a 300 blackout, they're probably a 762, but 39, they're actually a whiskey bullet made of I've brass. got some of those. It's nice. They're cool. Yeah. I like, I like it a lot, and it's doing good, and I still put ice in there, but it's just a great way to keep it even colder. Yeah, yeah. The only problem with the whiskey stones, I had the smaller ones, and they did mm. not hold temperature long enough. Yes, yeah, sir. I've heard that, too. Yeah, you know, but I, I hadn't used any of the bigger ones or like a bullet. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, they don't have any stamps on them because they're just custom-made, but I bet they're probably comparable to a 7.62 by 39 AK-47 around or a 300 blackout. I mean, that's what they look like to me. Okay. Yeah, I think mine so, are like a 45 long Colt. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I know both of you guys are gunnies. Uh, shoot, I actually shot two deer a couple weekends ago. I'm going to go back and try and get two more last weekend of the season. I like my 243 for deer hunting. I think it's a swiggy shooter. It's a good gun. Solid yeah. gun. Not as good as my Weatherby, but it's a good gun. What are you shooting your Weatherby? What do you got? 257. 257 Robert, solid round. No, 257 shot. Weatherby mag. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I want a 308 so bad, but Beyonce says we need a house first. I understand I how that goes. Yes, sir. It's a it's a fair trade. Hey, you said fiance, trade. not wife. Do what you want. She's gonna be soon to be wife. Well, yeah, you, you've only got one chance to get them straightened out. No, she's a good one. 
She's a very good one. She's actually out there in the living room right now with my parents. Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, RD, we appreciate you being on here. We've taken up a little bit of your time. 30, yeah, 33 minutes. Well, we appreciate you being on. Uh, she keep it going. You want to talk some barbecue? I got some barbecue going. No, we need to get this deal wrapped up. We're getting a little long. I'm gonna have to edit this thing. And... Oh, okay. So we I'm got off the pansy. But it's all good. It's all good. We appreciate you being on here. We appreciate your insight into the bull collecting business. Very interesting. I got you, gentlemen. Well, let me know if you ever want to get together again in person sometime. Uh, shoot, keep going, boys. I enjoy it. I know that perseverance one tyler said you ain't gonna like this one buddy i thought it was still good i like your podcast listen to it very good time thank you very good i hope you all had a merry christmas and wish you all a very happy new year be safe out there and uh sure we'll talk to you down the road sometime yes sir you have a good time we'll holler at you later later gentlemen thanks so that was already very interesting discussion about the bull semen i liked it I learned some stuff there. You ready to pack up Reggie, move him north? Let's do it. I'm kind of busy tomorrow. I feel like this is the kind of thing we ought to call ahead, not just show up. You th- you don't think we can just show up and be like, well, already said we've got a place. <laughs> <laughs> he said give us one of ABS's spots. <laughs> <laughs> we know a guy. He said it was fine. I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I can see that not going real well. So, so there you go. That was RD. We've killed the day. Royce, I want to talk about a fuck up. You want to talk about fuck up? You want to talk about my fuck up specifically? Uh, specifically your fuck up. Yes. Would you like to explain this to the people? Well, or would you prefer that I do it? No, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. So we were in Amarillo doing our Christmas shopping the other day. And I get a call from a neighbor. A guy that, uh, he leases the grass on a place I farm. It's far enough away and the, there's no water on the grass, so we didn't want to have to haul water to it. Right. So we, we let the grass go to him, which has worked out well in my favor. He watches it for me. You know, he calls me if there's... As we're about to learn, that's a good thing. Yes, yes it is. There's a moral to this story. We'll get to that. But no, he always calls me if there's strange vehicles around or something or if he sees something going on. So I, I appreciate that. But So we're in Amarillo doing our Christmas shopping and I get a call. Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but there's a, there's a module over here on this field. I said, really? I said, yes, sir. I, I let it go a couple weeks because I thought, well, maybe they just hadn't finished picking it up yet, but it's... It's been long enough now. I'm starting to think that maybe y'all forgot about it. I said, well, considering the rest of the field has already been gin, graded, and contracted, I would say, yes, it's been forgotten about. So we, on the way home, me and you drove by. Sure enough, there's that lone module sitting out there all by itself. So, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people are going to hear this story, and they're going to try to put this on the gin. Say, well, fucking Jen should have picked up all the modules. I'm going to give them a little blame. But I'm also going to give you probably more blame. It's far enough. It's pretty fucking easy to just swing by and say, hey, there's a module sitting there. It is. I hadn't been to Amarillo in a minute. 
So and that's part of it because I always drive by that field either coming or going from Amarillo. Um, hadn't done that. Another reason that that mishap was able to happen, the gin was behind on cotton. We I think we were weaning calves at that time. We didn't have time to get them painted. So the gin offered to paint them or to pick them up and paint them as they put them on the yard. Usually we like to go out there and paint them and, you know, get the final count. And I'm guessing we called in one too few modules and they hit their number quota and they're like, yep, we're done. All right, boys, we're done. Call. So it was, uh, it's kind of a perfect storm for a fuck up, but that, that, that is the fuck it's up. It's a cheap fuck up. I mean, it's, it's good fuck up because when I looked at the gen sheet, I was like, man, wish that would have made more. Sure enough, it, it did. I mean, not enough to really change the scales any, but oh, and back to the moral of the story. Moral is be nice to your neighbors so that they're nice to you. So that especially if you've got a field that's 15 miles away, that you that is out of the way, they'll call you when things like that happen. It's been real easy to just move that hot wire around the module because it's right <laughs> up next to the grass. It wasn't like, far from it. Looks like we got feed this winter, boys. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's our fuck up of the week. You want to comment any on it, or did I do a good enough job describing it? Oh, you did a pretty good job. I mean, I think I could have painted a better Birmingham on that one, but that's okay. You probably could have. Yeah, I understand. So yeah, anything else we need to talk about? I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. You got anything? Got any topics? Just worming their way through your mind. Oh, no, not really. We've been doing this long enough. Um, it's coming up on New Year's, so everybody have a happy New Year. Or it has been New Year. I'm trying to think when this is going to drop. Happy New Year. Last week, last weekend. Hope you all enjoy that. And Royce, I have a question for you. Okay. Does a London gin have to be distilled in London? No. Correct. It does not. It's a style of gin, isn't it? Yes, it's a dry gin. That's what I thought. And even though I'm not a big gin drinker, there you go. Proud of you. Well, thanks. I do not have a trivia for you because I thought you were bringing a game. Well, I was supposed to. We've got new cards. We've got gin trivia and we've got bourbon, or not bourbon, beer trivia. Okay. So gin trivia, like the drink... That we just talked about, not the, yeah, not the plant that processes cotton. Correct. But like maybe we ought to read the room. Buddy. Clear that up. Read the room. Well, we're all alcoholics, and a lot of us are farmers, Tyler. Well, there you go. There you go. But I don't think they make cotton gin trivia card decks. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they don't. Fair. Very fair. So, all righty. Well, hey, everybody, we appreciate you listening. Uh, go ahead and check out the sponsors. We've got the Cliffs Farm, Mo Cattle Company, Meat Club Lambs, and Texas Beverage and Package. Thank you to all those people and have a good week. Have a happy new year if we don't talk to you before and be safe. See you. Love you. Bye.